We're going to switch gears completely now and get into our final conversation of the morning. And that's around the general education certificate and understanding that certificate a bit better. James Donald is the executive director uh, in the Department of Basic Education's E3 program. James, good morning to you. Apologies for keeping you waiting and thank you so much for making time for us. Good morning, Kathy. No, no problem. And, and actually, listeners, yeah, I mean, it is directly relevant to the conversation you're having in other worlds. Our young people are going into and the problems they're going to try and solve, the lives they're going to try and live. I think it probably affects someone who's in grade nine and gets learned today, you know, let alone in the future. I, I think these kinds of things are really relevant. Mm. Let's talk about this general education certificate, James. How does it all work? Yeah, so first, I, so I'm with the Department of Basic Education has committed to over time, bring entrepreneurship education into every school in the country. So I, I work in a program that supports that. Um, and through that work, we're supporting these GEC pilots. Um, so I, I'm not speaking directly on behalf. You know, it's a very big technical project. I'm happy to point people in the right direction. But just be clear, I'm not speaking on behalf of the DBE formally. Um, but I can say a bit more about what that certificate is and what's happening in the pilot. Uh, that, that's perfectly fine, James. Great. So it's really this idea that at the end of grade nine, how can we get information to learners and the adults supporting them so they can make better choices about their academic journey, about their lifelong journey? What subjects should they choose? How do they get support? Should they they stick with subjects they're struggling with? Should they try to switch to a technical high school? Should they start experimenting with certain ideas about ways to get into university, volunteering, doing internships? Um, should they, they try to do some work on the side? You know, how can they make school feel more like real life? And uh, the idea is that at the end of grade nine, um, there'll be the certificate. Parts of it will be like the matric exam, but there'll also be new elements that can look at things like creativity, communication, critical thinking, giving learners a bit more insight into their strengths and weaknesses, and also some inclinations. Um, what kinds of work might I be well-suited for what kinds of subjects should I choose? Um, and part of it is because the country needs a certificate at that level. You know, some learners go into the TBET system and there isn't currently a clear articulation and way through. So sometimes people think it's meant to be an exit certificate, you know, kind of like a like an O-level overseas. But that's not the intention. It's not supposed to be having learners finish their schooling at grade nine. It's just a way to assess the first 10 years that they've been in the system and, and get the information they need. So they're ready for the check, you know, because that of, big assessment comes too late yeah. <laughs> often. Of course, one of the challenges is uh, around the fact that um, how education has traditionally been structured in, in our countries that everybody sort of is pushed towards matric. The conversations around what people want to take up as careers, etc., only really begin in earnest around grade 10 at a school level. And then you're sort of pushed to make decisions by grade 11 because you have to apply for university. And then by grade 12, um, you need to have figured it out. Does the general education certificate introduce a different concept in terms of how the career planning for youngsters must be and identifying talent in young people? Yeah, that's exactly the process. So there is a, a big structural shift within the DBE around what they call the three streams model. So helping learners choose academic routes or vocational ones or technical ones. And the, the GC 
as a pilot's unfolding is definitely to help learners make those kinds of choices and, and help the system organize better around them. But it's also recognizing, you know, if you think of your own career, Kathy, you know, how, how early, uh, when did you know what exactly you wanted to do? You know, this idea of deciding what you want when to become and pursuing it. Um, it's not really how most of us kind of work our way through the world, right? We sort of look at the opportunities, we try, if we're lucky enough, we see what suits us, try something else. So the intention is to get learners thinking in that way as early as possible, doing projects they care about as part of their assessments in school, working in groups, um, seeing the links between what they're learning in social studies around apartheid and what they're learning in you know, uh, economic and management sciences around starting their own businesses, understanding how these things work, how to turn you know, an opportunity into a way to you know, build a livelihood. All right, we'll continue the conversation with James Donald in a moment. It's time for your latest news headlines. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue the conversation on the talking point. We are looking at the general education certificate and some of the work that is taking place within the Department of Basic Education to try and raise awareness around this particular program, but also I think to get societal buy-in. James Donald is executive director with the E3 program. James, the issue of buy-in is critical here uh, when we talk about the general education certificate because in many ways as a society, we are stuck uh, in our ways when it comes to how we think education must look like. And, uh, you know, the the grade 1 to grade 12 is almost, you know, it's a prerequisite that has been cast in stone, at least in our imaginations. No, definitely. And I think I don't think that necessarily is, is what needs to change. It's just there's opportunities now to realize, you know, what do we mean by that? When, when we say get a good matric, what do we really mean? You know, of course, we don't really care about the results you get in matric. I mean, that matters. You're going to feel great when you say you pass the subject, you thought you would fail or you, or you get six A's. What it really is, is, it's a proxy for other things. It shows us you can work hard. It shows us you can get through problems. It shows us you can make connections when you need them. And more importantly, it shows us that you've learned, you know, they talk about a growth mindset. This idea I can't do something eventually switches the idea that I can't do it yet, you know. And, and that's the kind of thing employers look for. It's the kind of thing you need when you succeed at university. So what we can do now is start realizing that the, the exams themselves are only a proxy for the things we care about. It doesn't mean they don't matter. But there are other things that matter too, and especially because we know how strong the links are between poverty and the outcomes on exams. So how do we help learners understand that it's about solving problems, understanding how their mind works, you know, building their own skills and competencies? And so there, there's lots of consultations because teachers have so much work to do already. And the pilots are already in a thousand schools this year about working with teachers, with the provinces, uh, to trial it, to see what works, talking to parents, talking to learners themselves, um, and really doing this process hand in hand, you know, with with South Africans every step of the way, instead mm. of doing it to them, you know, from the top down. What are you What are you hoping you'll be able to um, sort of accomplish with these pilots? So, in in this year, I mean, to give you a little bit of insight into it, one of them is just the idea that can you make assessments more meaningful for learners? in a way that also doesn't add the burden for teachers. So teachers have so much work they need to do already, so many assessments they need to submit. And often those aren't used for learning, right? They're just used for reporting. 
So in the pilots there, in the third term this year, there are these integrated projects where the learners work in groups throughout the third term. And the projects they work on gives them their life orientation mark, the EMS mark, the English mark. But they work on things that they care about. They interview local business people. They draft a business plan. They, they do you know, data and graphs based on problems that they've identified. And then they get feedback on that that gives them their mark for their subjects, their term mark, like they would anyway. But they also start getting some other feedback. Um, oh, you look like you score pretty highly on creativity, but not that highly on critical thinking. Maybe next time think about asking more questions. You know, that kind of different way of thinking about an assessment is, is what's new. You know, it's not just saying, look what my mark is. It's look what I learned and what I can still learn, you know, and, and how they can do that with their teachers. And, and James, this is not a, a watering down of, of education, right? It's not comparative to, let's say, what people today will say. Well, this is what happens when you move from pure maths to maths literacy. No, not at all. I mean, the, the, the focus on the specific subjects doesn't change. And, and if anything, it should hopefully give learners the opportunity to stick to the more difficult things. You know, so you realize, you know, doing the tougher subjects are, are powerful, not necessarily what that's going to look like on your qualifications and get you into university. It's, it's going to help you grow in different ways. You need to challenge yourself. But at the same time, you know, you, you may want to focus your interest in certain areas. So it's kind of saying to learners, look, you're going to have to figure this out with support. You know, we don't know all the answers for you. You know, um, even if we had all the perfect systems in place, the world's changing so fast, we don't. But what we can do is work with you along the way. We know doing something difficult and getting support will, will help you grow. Um, and we know there are ways that can connect you to resources. And at the same time, government, society, business, we all need to start better understanding how do we get young people to succeed? Because, you know, that's the new goals in our economy, right? Is that journey young people are going to take to adding value in their communities? How can we help more people succeed at the same time? What are the education pathways that somebody with a general education certificate um, would be able to get? And, and, and does everybody who gets to grade nine automatically qualify for a GEC or do they, have, do they need to have done certain additionals in order to qualify for it? Yeah, so the way, I mean, we're still in the pilot phase and, and the way the white paper is conceptualized, you know, with Umulusi and all the authorities, you know, it is as a certificate. But really the way it's being looked at is that it's a, an assessment of your first 10 years in school. Um, and it's an assessment to give you information on your own learning and guidance and pathways, kind of give you a more holistic scorecard. So the report you get for end of grade nine tells you a little bit about, you know, your marks, but also your competencies, also your potential inclinations, and then some quite specific first-line advice on what kinds of pathways you could choose. So, I mean, this happens already. If, if people go to a private psychometrist, you know, there's a process they go through. There's a whole South African sort of association and, and body of experts around career guidance, um, and that does include traditional TVETs and universities and those kinds of things. So the idea is the GEC will give every learner in the country at least some of that access to information. So that just doesn't lend itself to, you know, wealthier families or people lucky enough to be in a school that has, you know, more developed career guidance. But instead, use the digital capacity and the way things are changing to give every learner that kind of basic information, you know, to follow those pathways. All right. And these are not aptitude tests, eh? No, so you can't do, yeah, you aren't able to do those kinds of assessments if you're not a psychometrist, um, but they give you specific insights. So those competencies, and there is a, a, a process underway with 
you know, civil society in general around what kinds of competencies matter and even how do you define different ones. But those are skills like creativity, communication, collaboration, those kinds of things. And then the inclinations component, that one is based on the Holland Code, which is something like an attitude test, but it's one of the more scientific ones that you would use to look at certain subjects. It doesn't tell you what you should be, but it says, okay, maybe you will prefer working in the creative industries, or you seem to like working on your own and digging into problems. This, these are the kinds of careers you might want to do. So it's kind of the, the introduction to those kinds of more detailed tests. Yes. All right. Let, let me take some of the WhatsApp voice notes on this issue. Hi, Kathy. On the school leaving certificate, I endorse it. I think it's it's better to do that. If one thing government doesn't give us is stats on kids going into grade eight and those that finish grade twelve, and those that leave with their matric certificates and can go to varsity, and those that can't. Those are very important facts. I believe that it's important for, for kids to firstly understand where they, where they stand in terms of their education. And it's a conversation we had with their parents and their teachers. If by grade end of grade nine, going into grade 10, it is apparent that a person is good with their hands, I know people say it's a bad thing to say, then find them a vocation. Especially, our, our communities have children who are not employed, regardless of whether they have these degrees and things. And in all fairness, what the, what the need is, is food on the table. And having a skill does that. Anyway, awesome show. Good day, Kathy. For me, this is the, the, the major issue in our education system. What James is talking about today. I wonder if is there any way to contact his project or his organization? I've always thought if a child can approach education from their point of strength, I think that will be a breakthrough. And I would like to contact him. This is Nikki Way from Mangaun. Thank you. Hi, Kathy. This is Anonymous from Bochester. I uh, just wanted to find out on behalf of my sister because she's, she's doing grade 11 and she's about 20 years old and she's struggling. So I just wanted to find out what are the options out there for her to, to further her education. Maybe not uh, doing metric, but what are the other opportunities out there that she can maybe look into to further her education. Thank you, Anonymous Bochester. All right, thanks for those WhatsApp voice notes, James. Yeah, it is. So the first place people can definitely start is the DBE has a WhatsApp line. Um, do you mind if I share it? Not at all. So it's 060-060-3333. So if you WhatsApp the word hi to that, it'll give you some responses and you can register. It's called Teacher Connect. So it's primarily for teachers, but learners, you know, people looking after family members, you know, anybody else can reach out. Through that line, you'll be able to get information the GC, other activities, you'll also be able to ask for help and advice, um, and you'll also be able to get through to eCube itself, um, and so that, that's the best way to reach us, and I can also share an email address. And then also, you know, a great example for the caller who's talking about his, his niece, you know, all of us have been through these experiences, we want to help people, and there are resources. For example, the Department of Higher Education has a great resource called NCAP, the National Career Advancement Platform, NCAP. So if you just Google that, you'll find a really great resource with access to local. You can find career guidance 
centers, you know, in the Potterstrom area, for example. It's focused primarily on post-secondary, but there is stuff there for learners too. So it's just about connecting people to these resources sooner, you know, and getting them into their hands, which is also partly what, what Teacher Connect does. Um, and also a number of those teacher assistants in schools at the moment that use Teacher Connect and, and are able to support learners in schools. And, and the question he was asking about being able to go back to try and get the the GEC when one is in grade eleven, would that still be applied? Would would that still apply? Yeah, I think that the the technical components of the certificate are still to be ironed out. I mean, the the GEC pilots are currently happening, but the certificate itself still has a long process to go through before it becomes available. So um, I think it's more about trying to think about what are the things that that certificate would give you, because you can get those things. You, you can build yourself. Um, get some insight into yourself, build a strong CV, you know, like that person who said, you know, some learners who leave school. But, you know, the GEC is, is not meant to be something that encourages people to leave school earlier. There's lots of evidence. The longer you spend in education, the more connections you make, the better you can do. It's, it's not bulletproof, but it does work. Um, but I think understanding what it is, what value you can add, and finding ways to tell that story, you can do even without a certificate. All right, James Donald, thank you so much for coming on to the show. James Donald, Executive Director at the DBE's E3 program. That's where we come to the end of the show for this Thursday. Tomorrow is Friday. Can you believe it? The week feels like it has just flown by, at least for me. Uh, But tomorrow we'll wrap up the week that has been. And as always, uh, the final hour of the show will be the Friday wind down. So the talking point back with you again from nine o'clock. A big thank you to everybody that has engaged on the show. Thank you for making the show what it is. And certainly plenty more conversations to have, including around dips and some of the issues that we managed to uncover in our conversation on Municipal Watch today. Up at noon will be the update at noon. For now, it's time for the book reading.